So, Chris, you just said you want to do a, a funner one. Uh, you, you specifically said you want to scroll through a list and see one there. You go, oh, that's good. Yeah, that'd Hit. be fun. So let's see if there's anything on my incredibly pretentious and, um, uh, you know, uh, mordant list that mordant. elicits this. Did you say mordant? Yeah. What I, does that mean? I mean, it's it's probably wasn't the best word. Oh. Well, because of because of your audience of an idiot. Thank yeah. you, Nick. I'm a human being. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry, listeners. I realize that you're here too. What do you think of my use of the word mordant in this context? Health. That jumps out. You want to do health? Mm, utopia is good. Am I allowed to read these? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll get to it. The spoiler warning, guys. We're going to do every idea. Yeah, war. <laughs> as, as a fun idea to rank. That's great. Um, pornography. Notably an idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, geez, these are great, Nick. I'm a, you I'm should re- do a podcast where you rank. <laughs> a mordant podcast. Indeed. <laughs> um, what, what, what uh, do, uh, look, I just said those. Is there any, any resonance for um, I war, think pornography, health? Uh, health diet or, came up in the last Health or pornography is the name of my rival podcast. But All yes, right. no, yeah. Which, you, pick, you, pornography. you pick one of those. Pornography, let's do it. Let's do it. Hanging through the ether like a giant emotion. There's lotion, there's lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank, ideas. Welcome to Rank Ideas, the podcast where Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Andrew, rank pornography into a list of um, all of human ideas uh, that will be exhaustive which, one day. Which some would say would require a sharp or critical quality. Mm, and yet. <laughs> like <laughs> anything, though. That's what, it's what mordant means. Oh, is it right? Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. good. I'm glad we came full circle. I was just thinking that, like, you know, this is a this podcast is really just thought leadership to show people that, oh, you don't need to be qualified to do anything. You just have to turn up and do it. I, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> to me, uh, our status as layperson, to me, the whole premise of the, yeah, of of the podcast is that the layperson is the best person to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. You don't want, um, I mean, how skewed would you be as an expert to be like, oh, you know, I'm a... Um, I've dedicated my whole life to the pursuit, to the study of pornography. So I've thought, of course, I think it's good. Yeah. Or bad, but either way, your opinions are going to be so informed and exactly. awful. Bleh. Yeah, um, pornography. Pornography is really having its time in the sun, isn't it? Do you think more than at other times? I guess. I think so. Yep, for sure. I guess. I mean, availability-wise, that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so, defining pornography as the uh, the depiction of sexual activity. Um, specifically for the purpose of titillation or um, the promotion of sexual release in the audience. Sure. Great. That's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that falls under that definition that's not pornography? Mm. I don't think so. I think we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Say por- where we say yeah. pornography. Um, it's shunned by many. Many. I mean, people talk about it in terms, they use words like addiction um, mm-hmm. pursuant to it. They uh, People talk about, yeah, there are many people who think of it as a thing that needs to be avoided mm-hmm. um, whenever possible. One of the smartest people I know, uh, Jamie Freestone, um, thinks that there should be government-produced pornography because to, as, as a, um, a salve to the... Uh, Oh, actually, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I, I think it's like as a self, at least to the exploitation factor of porn, pornography production, but also um, to make sure that it, it's sort of uh, 
ethical in its content, I suppose, which, which is a funny idea. It's I funny, think. the idea that, Because yeah, the transgressive nature of, you know, in a, in a shame-based sexual society, transgression is, is this its is, own sexuality. This is interesting. Also, I love the idea that, you know, the, pe- the people most... Um, Trust yeah. that, that should yeah, be that most trusted to do that are the are the government yeah, yeah. current currently constituted not to people you would trust with almost nothing. <laughs> that's it. I'm not a libertarian, guys. But the uh, but you know but you know in this well, case, well then why aren't you advocating for you're right full government? Uh, you're right. Seizure of the porn so- industry, socialized porn. Yeah. Um. So I guess, um, it's an interesting one for me because there's. I should say that's not as an absurd idea as it may seem because no. there, there are other content creation um, domains that exist solidly within government. It's or at least that there's that the government has regulatory control over. Yeah. Um, there's it's certainly to me it's not more absurd than the current setup. Whether it's sure, be- whether sure. it's better or worse, it's not it's this it's not it's not more of a distorted funhouse mirror of unintended consequences stacked up across thousands of years Which than we currently have. Because that's all I want people to leave these podcasts with a realization that like oh just because something is the the middle of our current society doesn't mean it's not as absurd as anything else. That's it. Mm. And um yeah, uh, pornography so I feel like two things to tease out because I feel like the basic there's two ideas there's the basic idea of whether um if we if you were starting a new society with um a bunch of ideas whether the idea of depictions of sexual activity Mm -hmm. that was made available to an audience was what you thought of that as a basic idea but then can can is it useful but it's bigger than that it's not just depictions because it's not there's no i mean there's a there's a um externality of an educational component to pornography consumption but that's not its function that's not what it's designed for and that that could be what depictions of sexual like that you could go down the path of being like well it's really important that people can see representations of of sexual activity yes and that's true but that's not the primary as you say once you get into the once you get into the specificity of our definition which is that it's specifically to for people to find titillating Mm -hmm. to find arousing Mm -hmm. and to create scope for them to have a completion of that moment of arousal Mm -hmm or an indulgence of it at the very least, then you're having to contend with, well, what do people find arousing? And then you, yes. are, then you are straight into... The Maya. Like, yeah, the, the Maya, exactly. The, the, um, the stuff. Yeah. The, the thousands of years of, of strange, of uh, Byzantine narratives stacked on narratives and um, uh, cultural conditioning stacked on cultural conditioning. And Just a pause. I don't like Byzantine being the shorthand for... Excessive bureaucracy. <laughs> this is that's, exactly you know, this the, is sort of the forum. Should, and this is a, yeah. This, this is, is great. Yeah. This, this is, is my waterway. This is like me not think not thinking vanilla should mean boring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. a very um, prescient moment for that discussion. That's it. Vanilla is delicious. It is, everyone likes it. Um, or if or they they if they don't, it's because they're not letting themselves like it because they feel because oh, they feel because they feel they need to be pivoting off it into some controversial into some more. You claim to have the the universal read of tastes. I mean. I'm sure there are people who just don't like the taste of vanilla, but if that's the case, so maybe defective. they maybe they maybe they should think about whether they like ice cream. Full oh, stop. Wow. Um, the uh, mm, I've got some so good vanilla in the freezer. <laughs> this is a great this is a great realization. Mm, the um, yeah, so uh, obviously you know we were talk- we were joking before about motivated reasoning around ideas, depending mm-hmm. on your engagement with ideas. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm particularly I'm potentially vulnerable to that because I make use of pornography in my life, so. Mm-hmm. And have done from a young age, so there's you know um, full disclosure there. Mm-hmm. The um, idea behind, um, like for me, uh, aside from it's funny, right? Because 
I feel like um, the classic arguments um, that people use against it is the idea that it's um, a desecration of a sacred thing. Um, you know, idea that there's that there's a sacrosanct nature to human physical intimacy. That oh, that's such spaces. an outlier argument against it, though, don't you think? Uh, I think thousands. I think thousands of people have that as their okay, central yeah, argument. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sure. Um, it doesn't hold a lot of water with me. Yeah, because yeah, because again, like the um, the story world constructions that that comes out of don't hold a lot of water with me. I don't consider them to be accurate. Um, no, but just pause it for a moment that you did. What um, if you could concede that any element of that case was plausible, or could you? Could you not? Um, the idea that there's. Um, the idea that there's a sacrosanct we can move past because neither of us have share the um, yeah you know, well maybe maybe it's useful thinking. to yeah the second thing I was going to say is mm-hmm. the thing where I think where I can be uh, okay. where I can be uh, nudged on which is the idea that there are that pornography um, transmits toxic and damaging ideas about sexual intimacy which factually the current version of it that exists frequently does, probably usually does. Yeah. Um, so that's... The, the, the question with with making that as a value judgment is compared to what? That's it. <clears throat> and that's... It's, it's not like... Um, <clears throat> it's not like it would be difficult to imagine that a mainstream sexual experience for someone could also be transmitting yes. toxic ideas of what a um, healthy sexual dynamics and... Um, just, just Res- respectful. Yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, just the dominant discourse changes. around gender politics. Yeah. You know, separate to sex. Yeah. Um, or, or that you know that then inevitably colors and conditions people's attitudes and and thoughts when they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's um, and the romantic narrative as well. Yep, within sex. Yeah, totally. Yep, yeah, lots of yeah, lots of uh, wrongheadedness uh, yeah. around all of that type of stuff. God, I cannot wait to flush the romance r- romantic narrative down the toilet <laughs> on this podcast. That'd be great, but it's not time for now. So po- pornography then. Um, Okay, so so we can see how its costs <coughs> it may also exist in other spheres of society, but that doesn't mean that the that they're not very real. Like the the, the potential damages, like there's there's um, I I think one alarming, one damning um, a, a case for pornography is that people aren't having sex. Like the the younger generation are having, and, and they're, they're, of course there'll be lots of factors behind this, but there there's an increase in the prevalence of pornography in society and a, a, a significant decrease in um, the amount of sex that people are having. Is that necessarily a bad thing? No, I personally think it is a bad thing. Um, why do you think it's a bad thing? Um, bec- because uh, I find sex to be one of the, the most rewarding human experiences. Mm. I mean, I... Like, yeah. I'd be sad also if I heard that people were not enjoying meals as, as often. Yeah. You know, the idea... Like, in fact, I am sad because I think about people eating, you know, those... <laughs> I know this was harkens back to episode one, but the, yes. you know, the British image of the person going into the pharmacy and getting their water, their crisps, and their um, prawn and mayonnaise sandwich, and that's their daily engagement sure, sure, with sure. nutrition. Like it's sad to me. I guess it's interesting, right? Because then you get into, and I feel like this will come up. I'm going to be pushing on this again and again because I feel like it comes up around. It's the narrative of actualization, and mm-hmm. I think that which is another idea that we might have to rank separately. We'll have to rank separately. The idea that you know that in our life, a, an important thing is the idea that we have to um, – this yeah, that the things we engage with, we have to find the elevated transcendent version of that. Which we, have to, we have to maximise them. We have to maximise them. Yeah, elevated transcendent, that's a good way of putting it. Find the special version of it. And, you know, I, I, um, there's a, I have a lot of buy-in with that around the things I care about and mm-hmm. it's kind of the thing that I spend my days doing. Also, I, more and more I've been doing the thought experiment of being like, if we got to the point in society where we had the technology to literally just – 
prod on a part of the human brain that released bliss. Mm-hmm. And most people just did that, just sat around and had their brain prodded. Yeah. Is that a net outcome that's negative compared to the, to the current transcendent struggle we do I now? Think in the, I, I see your point completely. And I, I think that it's, um, the, it's a valid one in almost all the arguments that we have, uh, the conversations that we have about where, where the validity of ideas. But I think in this one, there's also um, concomitant evidence that people are dissatisfied with the style and amount of sex that they're having. I'll put my card on, I'll put my cards on the table. Like I um, make regular use of pornography. I also pursue sexual activity mm-hmm. um, and I certainly wouldn't think of the former as being a substitute for the latter. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, obviously the, my engagement with, there's overlap in my engagement with both. Yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but, and um, cross conditioning or um, cross narratives. But yeah, I, it's it's inter- like it's interesting to me when I hear about those stats of of you know and, and again um, I'm taking them on good faith. Who's just like I always when people are talking about oh people are having okay. less sex and they're also having porno- doing they're engaging with more pornography. The first thing I think is being like okay that's is, does that cor- does that correlate and also does that correlation denote that that's what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, also, what is yeah is the reportage as you say is the reportage of use of pornography what's gone up more than the consumption yeah of it. yeah yeah um it seems likely that the consumption's gone up again just because of the ease availability of availability yeah. although yeah for someone like me as a sample size of one which is nothing but as personally as someone who when it was less available i still um i still came across it yeah like sure. my earliest encounters with it as a child were not active they were passively coming across it yeah right um but the um uh but that you know might have just been specific to the environment i was in um, I, I think it's it's not even necessarily about the the correlation, but I think um, hmm. I, I I think like pornography is now is is now not it's not just its own product. It's also intersected with all the other um, what I think are pretty toxic uh, distribution models and modes of accessing uh, content that that we might like or. Um, yeah, this put before us. Like I'm thinking of um, uh, the sort of algorithmic intermittent variable reward of of consuming something, the easy access that I I don't think is like you could say I'm having so many more engagements with my friends because I have more notifications on my Instagram or whatever. But I think it's you know pretty like you don't even have to bother talking to be like well that's not this that's not the same type of substantial quality um, engagement that you're having in, in other types of of hu- human. It's not the same exchanges. type of engagement. It's I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down in in, an, in in a in a thing that we're going to talk. Well, that I just don't. That I don't know. I think it, it's. I'm sure it has a. It's a different quality, and could argue, and is certainly missing some aspects. But it's also just a new. To me, that's a new phenomenon. And I don't want to get bogged. I don't want to get sidelined into the discussion we'll have when we do smartphones, but or, or social media. Mm. But yeah, to me, these are these are the things I always that always pings me when these things yeah, get brought yeah. up brought up as axioms or truisms. But, but there are also like there's you know there's study after study that shows that you know these use of these you know of um, various addictive te- te- technological uh, products that are designed to keep you on them or are designed to draw they're, you to they at certain have times they they, they, they habit forming for sure but they have a cost but they have a cost like to to your well being uh, they have a cost to, they have a cost to things that are then um, culturally imbued with the with the idea of well being which might also be self reporting depression is is one of them like yeah. I, like, well, again, that's like my you can deconstruct everything, I'm sure, but I think I, th- I think this is worth deconstructing, particularly though, because mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's, the, a tr- it's a trope. The, that's the, the to big, too easily. I think, uh, because again, to me, it's it's actually very weak. This I- this argument that this intuitive leap between the idea that more people in the younger generation worldwide are self-reporting um, 
dis, uh, depression and the fact that the things that are just that okay. are, that are the newest that are the newest stripes of modern life are definitely the most deterministic things of those, or that the ones no, that's not what I think. I just think that we're um, it's very easy to jump to yeah very, the most specifically visible new changes. Whereas for me, um, it's just really it's it's just it seems really. Uh, as obvious and intuitive an idea that mm-hmm. the reason that more people are self-reporting depression is because the vast jump in population means that the previous concepts of human actualization and how you achieve it just can't scale up. Yeah, they're, they're diluted. They're yeah, they're disparate. They're the idea that they're every, less universal. Yes, the uh, and also yeah. you know and there's and, or that there might be larger ideas. Yeah, the uh, the ideas like um, yeah, ideas like uh, actualization, independence. Um, you know, uh, uh, celebrity. You know, these yes, yeah. these, these bigger macro stories might be j- at least as. At the, at the, it, to me, it, it's it's uh, it feels easily critiquable and not a wild swing to point out that those larger things that are to me just as evident and obvious as a new as a relatively new phenomenon or a more extreme phenomenon aren't raised in this aren't raised it as readily yeah. as, as these other things, which obviously. Things like social media have their pros and have their massive, uh, yeah, con- have their I, massive. I, I cons. think you're right though. These are these are. I look forward to whittling these down. Yep. In the the conversation that covers them, I think for pornography, maybe maybe it's good to imagine um, the future direction of that technology because there's you know yeah. there's a funny you know real scale up trend just in our lifetimes from you know magazines that are almost like an obsolete product now to um, you know as kind of a cornucopia of of uh, options that you could in, engage with to all to, to I guess a future point where you are having those sort of one-to-one sensory experiences that might match whatever you whatever you want in a I, I get I haven't seen West Westworld but I understand that they explore that I watched the first 10 minutes I've watched the first 10 minutes and mm. it's and it was basically a scene of um, a, a robot being sexually assaulted in a way that just wasn't wasn't what I was in the mood for it uh, at in, in, in that year in that year of my life but yeah, the um, I'm sure I'm sure it's very good in other ways. Everyone also, there's a lot of good TV now, so I can be I can be comically discerning. Just don't have to be sure, you know. Don't, don't pander to popularity. No, but um, you know, I just I know that I'm surprised uh, you haven't watched it. Though. I, I like I haven't seen any of it, but actually, I feel my like hunch is that I wouldn't like it. Sounds it. like yeah, right. yeah the, Chris is right, everyone. I that was a moment of weakness. I yeah. prob- I bet that puzzle box stuff where you theorize about what's going to happen in a show week to week. No time for it. Not interested. The show, the sh- what's going to happen is what's going to happen or not. And oh, I love this. Mis- mis- yeah, mis- like mysteries are boring to me. Uh, I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about your fan theories. Like fan theories are always wrong and garbage. <laughs> what What is the enjoyment? Like the bear have I poked here? <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there are f- shows that are fun to watch week to week, but not those type of shows. Uh, and I can tell because you all hate how they finish every time. Like, what are you doing to yourselves? <laughs> What what are some other examples of these shows? I'm not a big consumer of shows. Uh, Lost. Lo- I was gonna say uh, Lost Game, is one of them. You know, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, all these shows that I've I watch all these sh- I watch a lot of these shows and I have a perfectly nice time. And other people seem to you know as in I'm I, the whole time I'm being like yeah I liked that aspect I didn't like that aspect. Um, but at no point am I creating no at no point am I deciding what the last episode better be if yeah. if it's going to be good. My housemate Dom was really um, is really having fun at the moment because everyone including me like I went to the most recent Star Wars film I'm like this sucks the last one sucked this sucks. There's no world. They just trash everything. It doesn't mean anything. And Dom's like, yeah, like almost every show. Like, why are you? <laughs> why is everyone so angry about this one? He's like, clearly never seen the Golden Girls. But the um, oh yeah, now there's a consistent. It's it's consistent. It is. But um, that's where um 
the guy that wrote Arrested Development? He was a writer on that. Uh, Mitchell Hurwitz? Yeah, yeah. He learned to write jokes on that yeah, show. Right. Says, yeah, right. It's, it's a great one line. Oh, also, one I learned that, and I didn't realise this. Apparently, it's obvious. My drummer, Clark, told me that... Um, my drummer. My friend, who is also a drummer. <laughs> Chris is the indentured drummer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he told me that uh, James Murphy from LCD Sound System was mm-hmm. a writer on Seinfeld. It's, it's that golden I, era. Did you know that? I would want to check on that. I you want to check re- it? Yeah, I, right. re- I read a... I just read a lot. I read not a lot. It's possible. I just read an oral history that was wouldn't, that featured him in it as a character in it I quite extensively, it. and it didn't mention it that okay. I thought of. But um, Oh, goodness. I hope I'm I could not. be. I, yeah, he might have been. Um, <laughs> well, big concession. <laughs> All right, um, uh, but, but Westworld so, might be good. That was my bigger confession. What confession. I was, gonna, was uh, moving away from the, the the hatred and love of various story mm. te- uh, techniques. It, in the world where, um, if we could disaggregate pornography from the negative um, production and uh, like uh, the costs in, in its production at the moment, the, and the the um, the unethical behaviour and ex- exploitative stuff that we know does occur, and, mm. and not uni- of course doesn't universally occur, um, but is prevalent. But is prevalent is absolutely prevalent. Um, but if we could disaggregate that, the concept itself, and imagine it taken it to its final form, where you're just sitting um, on your own, you're, you're like, I want to engage in some sort of sexual fantasy, or you know, w- witness or whatever, and and you you can on tap, mm. which I think is. Um, yep. Is how good is it? So I think there's another. I think there's an. Yeah. I mean, pretty as good. A, is my first thought. Uh, as a user, I enjoy it. As the the. Uh, I do think. I should disclose. I use pornography as well, but I'm not a big pornography user. Like, sure. I, I I really was as a teenager, which I guess is a, a pretty common story for Probably, yeah. young men. But um, but in the last cup, uh, on and off, but a, cro- a, a real strong de- decline in in interest in it, and it's not because of any like. I wouldn't say, you know, virtuous idea about, you know, pornography. I just find it less rewarding. You than, just dropped off interest-wise. Yeah, yeah, dropped off interest-wise, yeah. The, um, the Maybe I'm not accessing good, the good stuff, you know. It's interesting, right, because I feel like, and this is why I don't think um, talking about uh, TV for uh, five minutes was, was actually that much of a diversion. Yeah. Because I right. actually think that there is, if, if you take out the practical exploitation of the human beings involved in... Uh, the industry, mm-hmm. um, there's still another thing that you have to argue. Which we're not doing. We're not doing big out of blindness. Arbitrary, arbitrary. Because we're, we're we're looking at the concept. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're because not, it's not. We're, we're not saying. Oh, you just do that in a cavalier way. Yeah. And also, um, pornography as a concept doesn't bake in that exploitation. That's the intersection of it and many other systems, including. Yes. Uh, this is the thing. It's pro- pro- profit. The, and, the, um, the the fact is, a lot of that comes dynamics. with the, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. A lot of it comes in with the fact that it's a lot of that stuff comes in with the fact that it's a that it's industrialized and yeah. it, and it, and it's specifically a creative industry. Yeah. And a lot of the um, again the stakes we put on sexual activity, um, a lot of people uh, for the, for a lot of people those stakes are much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have some respect for that. Uh, in some ways and not in others, but really, and that the harm that's done to people is quite analogous to the harm that other forms of industrialization and workplace exploitation yeah. happen. Uh, sometimes they're just the same form of harm. The um, other thing, the whole other separate thing about pornography that you would perhaps fruitfully argue about whether you can separate from is just the current dominant na- dominant narratives of pornography. Because yeah. here's he, you know here's my you know my uh, pithy reductive take on pornography is that pornography is like um far it's like fast food action films superhero comic books it's um the 
the center of what it is, like basically one, basically it's a genre that's overtaken a form. So there's pornography, the form. Sure. And then there's pornography, the genre. The problem is, and so, you know, uh, comic books is a weird analogy for this, right? Because comic books on paper, on paper haha, is just a form of graphic sequ- sequential storytelling for a lot of people. It's amazing how often you take us back to comic books. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, in this case, it is a really good analogy yeah, yeah, yeah. because if people think of comic books, a lot of people that shorthand they jump to. Spider-Man, si- Batman. Superheroes. Yeah, superheroes, yeah. Because the genre of superheroes has hyper-colonized the form of comic books. I love this. And so there are, there you can find thousands of examples in the world of um, comic books that are about nothing, that are completely different genres. Um, you know, like kitchen sink uh, dramas, um, you know, uh, other types of g- genre fiction or just, you know, expressionistic art comics. Um, but you can find hundreds of thousands, a choking amount of examples of just comics that are about superheroes. So, um, and now that superhero film is becoming such a dominant genre, mm. you're seeing people having the same nervousness about that in film. It's like, oh, are all mo- movies going to be superheroes? And I'm like, and as someone who is a comic book native, I'm like, Maybe, guys, because it's happened before in another form. I'm surprised that it didn't happen earlier. Like, uh, I, I hate it, but um, just because I have an opinion, may as well give yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, but I'm surprised that it didn't happen earlier because it's so uh, re- rewarding, seemingly, for audiences to have that, that you know, some sort of contiguous familiarity or yeah. whatever. Um, Basically, yeah. And, you know, like... You can feed in, you know, new stylized problems and new stylized anxieties and... And it's a, para- it's a parasite or a symbiotic genre because what it does is colonize other genres. So every superhero film is hybridized with another genre and that's how it takes over. Mm. That's how it takes over a, uh, a cultural form. So... Um, oh, it's so scary. So, like <laughs> so you have... Um, I already hated it. But again, it. but again, that happened in film already with... Before that, like, um, you know, the, the way has been cleared by the dominant genre. Like, it's already weird... Um, the thing that is normalized for us as kids, which is you walk into the movie shop, uh, movie store, the video, the video hutch, and every uh, every film is categorized into one of seven, say yeah. seven genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already pretty wild, all right. Like yeah. it's a pretty wild thing to have happened. Um, and you get that into in TV, the idea that the the green the green lightable shows are drama, you know, dramas about doctors, cops, lawyers, you know, um, and uh, just um, you know. Uh, sarcastic people doing anything, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the <laughs> <You're> so cynical. <laughs> I love all these forms. Yeah, I love superheroes. But the um, which you know, and this is it's, you know, even though they're regressive uh, vigilante power fantasies, but the, the it's luckily they're not just that. But the um, but they are that. But <laughs> the uh, other thing is um, yeah. But so for me, pornography. The, the current, same issue. That the, the current state of pornography is this: aesthetic is, is yeah. it, you can find any type of pornography. Obviously, there are, there is there are thou- like hundreds of thousands of examples worldwide of people trying to make what to them are ethically ethically conscientious pornographic scenes or narratives, um, or at least transgressive or paradigm shifting around what we currently understand to be pornography. Meanwhile, what we all currently understand to be pornography are a set of genre tropes that have a lot of that are that are icky in a lot of ways, like mm. stuff that where where ideas of power of of gender relationships and the power relationship in genders are regressive and uh, you know to me often negative, where like you know like literally just um, the vast you know the vast majority of pornography that's readily available to me just has an outright rapey vibe, mm. um, which uh, it's, you the, know which I find disturbing, that, and the taboos that are cr- transgressed are like. 
to me unappealing often as well. Like, Even just the idea that it's about transgressing taboos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. that and and the idea of um, but yeah. that, and that is such a mainstream uh, thing. Yeah, as well, and I just find it uh, like uh, yeah, unappe- yeah, unappealing largely. The weird thing I always think about the very specific because of my specific age range. So I'm 37. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my um, like my early, you know, uh, my early, early adolescence kind of like first like experience of, of, mm. of, you know, sexual ideation and release and using uh, not so much pornography, but the sort of like the dominant kind of sexy cultural narratives that yeah. existed at that point. And then, you know, the pornography that came off of that early nineties, right. It's the dominant, that's the age of the erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. So the erotic thriller is, for those who uh, might be too young to know it's heyday, very odd specific genre of kind of, uh, Sex, it you know slides from a sexy movie to soft porn to hardcore porn examples. I don't know anything about the erotic thriller. Is basically the idea of you take a story where you have where you have sex and also life and death stakes in a genre setting. Right. So it's basically it's you know so it's a you know the famous you have famous films the famous films examples of stuff like Basic Instinct or um, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, with um you know the movies the movies have their pros and cons like um. But it, they're extraordinarily high stakes. The idea is that there's often there's a plot based around murder, mm-hmm. uh, straight up murder, or or a threat to a character's life mm-hmm. that's tied in to their uh, extreme sexual attraction and transgressive, usually some kind of sexual affair. The idea is basically it comes down to there's someone that um, probably if you have sex with this person you'll end up getting murdered, and you just can't help it because they're so sexy. <laughs> which is great because usually the character that's too sexy for someone not to have sex with is Michael Douglas. Um, it was a really wild point of human history. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's unimaginable just, to me. It's, it's really great. And like, to me, um, that was just such, that was an idea that I was like, that was being transmitted while I was receiving. And I find like, I have a weird, there's, it's just left these weird artifacts where I find like idea, like just there are certain things that I find sexy that are just uh, comically, just these absurd little genre pockets where it's just kind of like, ah, oh, I'm a man. I'm a I'm a district attorney who's, uh, you know, unusual. Who actually just looks like a hot actor. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, my sister's been murdered, and uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm going on dates with the person who might have killed her to try and get information, which probably isn't the most efficient way for a DA to try and engage with bringing this person to justice. I can see why for you, it's easier to access pornography on these themes than to orchestrate these situations. Right, in, in, exactly. In waking life. Well, it definitely means that, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the fortunate thing, and I feel my, I, I feel like I'm a fortunate statistical outlier in that, you know, my, uh, you know, this my pornography use or the kind of like the ideation spaces that I enjoy for that and what I, what I want to be um, engaging in in real life sexual activity are very far apart from each other. Do you think that that's, I don't think that that's, an outlier thing i think that's i mean i didn't think so either into but a lot of what people a lot of what again maybe it's just people's intuition these things that are being diagnosed as problems in the population with mm-hmm. for, for high for high volume pornography users the idea that they uh that that they um that the that this pornography is the safe space and that real life sexual activity isn't giving them or that they're trying to that they're trying to enact pornographic fantasies and i mean again i'm not saying that there's no over like there's some overlap between um, what I find sexy in pornography and what I find sexy in light in sex that I'm having, but also there's like big gulfs as well. Like, yeah. and um, maybe there has to be big gulfs when the thing when your sexual working is based around literally like murder plots, but you're afraid of being murdered. Yeah, often those those gulfs are um, 
deliberate as well because in the fantasy of pornography, you can engage in certain things in a sort of safe, detached yeah. way that you know would be too uh, just not appealing. Like yeah. to, there'd be too much to yeah. pursue in real life. I know that. Um, is it, I saw a, a, just a tweet the other day, which is uh, um, all the the most commonly misspelled search term entries into Pornhub <laughs> by US state. Oh. It was it was fantastic. I mean, like. 20% of them were like porn. <laughs> People just searching <laughs> yeah. for porn in yeah. Pornhub. Um, but uh, hentai was spelt in like, you know, 15 different ways in lots of the stuff. It was just interesting Incredible. seeing how, in, you know, different places had had obviously different um, sexual tastes. And I know that um, X-Hamster, another porn aggregator, um, they reported that when the Republican convention was on in uh, whichever state, they saw a massive upswing in cuckold porn. Like, mm. and, and, and I just, I, I love that you can sort of... Um, Map, maps, social trend, sure. trends that way. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. that's really interesting. The the porn that people choose to engage with. Well, there's interesting. I mean, it's hard. To, it's again because it's so genre based, and because it's because uh, mm. there's a dominant genre. You wonder how much just yet yeah, just large shifts in, like, how do the genre shifts just happen the way they do in any other type of uh, narrative form or pop or entertainment form to a degree? Like, well, there's definitely a volume now that it would be a pretty organic evolution rather than yeah. just just exclusively power holders but um i'm interested to see yeah if if the same thing that's happened in other in you know basic film and tv where you've had this relative atomization of what used to be you know they used to used to be supposedly more of an uh, a dominant uber culture where everyone was watching the same show mm. and now it's now the content creators uh making more moves to create like to target smaller and like more specific demographics you wonder if you know if there's a similar things happen in pornography but that's but like but at the same time as you said with film like the the genre has overtaken the yeah the medium um and this is this to me is why and and this is why i related to fast this is why i related to fast food yeah sorry what were you gonna say no no uh because you know what is the power of mcdonald's why do people eat at mcdonald's so much familiar cheap yeah, it's you know fine. It's, I f- I feel like the I feel like the f- the first and the third ones are the key ones there. It's familiar and it's fine. Yeah. You know, as it's workable, like as as in, and uh, it's decoded. It's been decoded for the pop- yeah. for the mass population. So you, there's no there's no tension point of anxiousness or mm-hmm. uh, as you say unfamiliarity. Yeah. So maybe that is critical. Um. And so yeah, like the all of the horrible problems with the dominant genre of that has taken over porn. Um. Which I will call porniness, a shorthand, because I'm great at great at coming That's up. That's a great with shorthand terms. thing, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> three times as long as the word porn. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I guess people already have the shorthand, which you say porn instead of pornography. But yeah, it's it's, yeah, I feel like. Um, it's that's the thing that makes it so hard to overturn what porn currently is, is because it's what porn currently is, and, uh, it's you know it's it. The new stuff, whatever someone comes up with, and being like, "Oh, but this is the new porn. I've cr- this is some other pornography I've mm-hmm. created that's completely different." People are going to be like, "Well, that doesn't quack like a duck, uh, as far as what I understand the duck to be." Yeah, I guess in a you know as these cultural waves play out over time, I can imagine if if you could have um, customized porn to your tastes that that was. Um, you know, an, an immaculate representation of that and, and extremely compelling to you. And I mean, like, as always, the risk, like where you're talking about the, the buzz on the brain is, is that that buzz on the brain does replace other things, I think. Like, if you're like, I, I, I don't need to be happy anymore because I can take ecstasy to get the 
you know, whatever the serotonin flying around, but in a much more, you know, targeted and specific way, I can satiate my core physical needs by pressing on my brain. Would you choose to take that path? I mean, the, the answer is yes, we will choose to take that That's path. That's what's going to happen. But is that a good idea? Is it's a different question. It's funny, right? It's funny that I'm the person who like um, kind of threw that into the conversation in the space because like I don't, you know, I I don't take drugs and mm-hmm. they don't, and it never occurs to me to do it. So like the... Vo- don't you mean you, neither? That's so interesting. As you say, the... Vo- like so, so re- we must be outliers in that. So really the... I mean, I guess so. But yeah, the version that... I mean, I don't drink alcohol or take drugs. I don't... That like the... Yeah, this, so I guess the versions of that thing that I was just—it's that's probably why I was so. It's probably why my description of that was so naive. Imagine if you could push on the blah blah blah. It's like people like Nick. We all yeah, do that every day, every weekend. And you know, I, I guess I do it in subtler ways. Like I do things to change my um, state of consciousness. But for me, it's like I'll have a dance, or go to a re- or go to a resting session, or mm-hmm. um, eat a delicious meal. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I sound so lame, but the um, <laughs> the the, ver- <laughs> the versions of it. Um, yeah, so it's funny. So obviously, the versions that that already exist aren't. Uh, I'm not making those choices. So clearly, I guess the answer for me personally is no, but that doesn't, but I also don't want to give my standard to the world at large. Like the answer for me is probably no, because I have, I was born with a set of tools that allow me to have um, moments of what to me, uh, actualization and transcendental experiences that are really satisfying to me. And my experiences of that have been so good that I want to just keep, building on those and that's the drive i've got do you think you and i would be sufficiently biased from those experiences that we've been able to have from those tools to to say that they were important no, you mean that they should be important for everyone yeah no that's this is i think this is yeah. where i land i yeah. think it's critical for me i think it's my responsibility as a as someone who's not a complete idiot to uh yeah to know that that can't be the case that it just yeah. i mean what a what a monstrous thing to that yeah. would be for me to say because factually most people aren't going to have the choice well, you'd be surprised at how many people adopt that line on basically any topics that you could think of sure i yeah. guess so but, but but then we should come if you forgive me we should come at this from the other end which is to be well then what is the what is the society and i know this is like where many of these conversations have to lead but what does the society look like without pornography hmm uh, I guess is it is it a hu- is it a tremendous loss if it if, it, if it's in an ideal form it's a, a huge gain w- without that I think a I mean I know that I feel like we've got lots of evidence that repression of sexual desire um, it leads to damaging outcomes mm-hmm. and that having some as having trying to prosecute a healthy outlet for that is good um, I'm confident saying that are you confident in saying that pornography is a part of is an, in, is an essential part of the mix of healthy outlets for that. I think in different societies, you like I could imagine a society in which people could navigate these things, could have the tools to navigate them, um, to, to navigate their sexual expressions. I think... Oh, it would be included though, because for some people that would be what they wanted, but I think it would be very different to how we conceive of it. I think that... A, I know this is separate to pornography. Came up before separate to pornography. Mm-hmm. I think that narrative and dis- narrative that you can that you can hook into about sexual activity that isn't the immediate stuff that you're engaged with or the people around you you're engaged with is good. You know, the story like stories of sex are good, mm-hmm. uh, are necessary, and should be and and ideally should be good. Um, separate to that, I think that the human imagination is a component of people's sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so I reckon if you took away all the story tools that you could possibly to, um, 
you know, uh, that someone could use to kind of navigate their way through their sexuality. Yeah. There was, um, there's a great, there was a book, uh, this John Marsden book um, that I read years ago that was basically just about a young boy um, traversing this sort of like soft fantasy landscape um, from memory just on his own, like as a, as a sort of pre-adolescent and then an adolescent. And it had for me, this was, because um, again, I uh, I read it in sort of mid high school and found it quite arresting because you know I'd been I'd been raised in a I'd, I'd been raised in a context where there was you know, like everyone I was raised in a world where there was a lot of sexual shame and yeah. um, my parents but like not fr- not from the home like that was pretty good but my um, external factors you know like went to school with people who'd be like you, like everyone was throwing shame on the idea of yeah. masturbation for instance yeah now i read this book and there's a scene where the young boy who is just what tr- basically it's, it's just working out existence on his own traveling the this wilderness Great premise i mean like a very yeah. fun for a teenager totally that period as well. it was, it was good in a lot of ways but the i i'm sure but the only bit i remember mm. uh and this say plenty about me was a bit where he stops uh where he has his first experience of sexual release like his first experience of sexual arousal mm. follows his instincts to masturbate and then has sexual release. And it's presented as just because he has no ideation around it because there's no story that he's been given about it for him. It's just this great thing yeah. that just happens. Who's to say what would actually happen if you, if you, that thought experiment could play out. Look, I have a friend who, um, well, I guess why name for the obvious reason, but uh, their first, their first sexual experience was there in the bathroom yeah, and they started realizing like, Oh, this, Hang on a sec. This mm. this feels nice, and yeah. then did it, and they and they didn't have a cultural context around under, like understanding what would happen, or they hadn't been given, um, you know, that I don't think they'd be given the shame, yeah, element for uh, this specific activity, but they also hadn't didn't know what was happening, and uh, uh, they ejaculated and and went ah ah, <laughs> yeah. like started like freaking out, yeah. and and so their parents came through the toilet door like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong ah ah. Oh, you know, yeah. double the the yelling, um, but that's still not free from the shame of you know, like we have so much shame around nudity and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I bodily stuff generally. I guess where I was getting at is yeah, ultimately is the idea that I guess we would I'm, still find a way to does it is manifest because pornography just a thing that's that spontaneously appears. Also, I don't think it really could exist without because when you were describing it, you know, the other narrative tools of expressing pornography, I realized that like, oh, you know, in times where we didn't have, um, you know, sort of video tube access to pornography, we, you know, it would be pornographic to see someone, you know, raise their skirt in a film or like to men or, you know, and like there's always something. There's yeah, always something. It's, it's, it's a that imagination element because you're bringing it to it and fantasizing. And that's the other question. It's like, is it just as soon as you, can as, as soon as, yeah. And as soon as you attempt really to, to not, al- if it is a, a thing that would spontaneously appear to try and, have it not be the case would be to repress it or to police it. And if you do, and, and as soon as you're repressing or policing something, something you're probably creating a narrative of arousal. Yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Um, listifying, rankifying the thing that we do here on the podcast, rank ideas. Um, is nah, you can't present it to me. I don't, I okay. just don't know. No sweat. Let's have a look. Um, I'm just going to start in the dead middle of the list because yep. we haven't done that as a thing. How would you rate, what about sport? How do you rate it against sport? Geoengineering is just under that. I, th- I think lower. So we've got. What, but, but do you agree? Like, mm, I feel like my motivator reasoning is coming in here. Um, that's fine. That's why we're the lay people doing it. It's you know, good. To, to go back to the premise. For me, it's better than sport. 
I just, yeah. You'd rather, you who wrestle all the time, you'd rather live in a, well, apart from, I don't know, you masturbating the pornography, but would you, do you think you get more out of access to porn in your life than you do out of access to sport? Uh, maybe not me, not me personally. That's not motivated reasoning then? Yeah. Just representing all the people. Yeah, I'm thinking more about, yes, not me. Masturbators. Yeah. I feel Which is so many of us. My hunch is that, yeah, my, my hunch is that masturbators. His, my take is that masturbation is probably a healthier thing for most society to be able to access than yeah. sport. There is a question about whether or. pornography is necessary for that. Um, I do think the human imagination space is necessary for that or for the most edifying version of it. And I think pornography comes out of that spontaneously. So maybe maybe sport as a thing that needs to potentially – needs more oomph behind it to exist does deserve to be a bit higher. Oh, I don't know if that's a necessary criteria, but I... Because we're not, I ranki- we're not ranking I masturbation. Good. No, masturbation. No, we're not ranking mas- masturbation. We're not, ma- we're not ranking sex. We're not ranking imagination. Yeah. We're not ranking fantasy. Yeah, that, um, yeah so that makes like, it... I, I just think that I, c- I can't sit here in good faith and, uh, and have sport be lower than pornography. Well, because really if I imagine that I, if, I, like, we, if, if, if I've got one in each hand, so to speak, yes. and... Um, Building the future society, do I w- and I imagine like what is gonna, you know, lead to more actualized happy happy people, and knowing that you know when I'm not casting out sex, I'm not casting out masturbation, I'm not ca- casting out fantasy and imagination. It's a very specific. It's a, it's a product to enable those things versus the things that come from sport. I I can't. I I I just think ten times out of ten, I would. I wouldn't go with the pornography. I really much as it's good. I, I want to say. I no, no, want to no. say overall from this conversation, I'm. I'm I think it's good. Swung to I, the think it, I think it's good. It's a mix of good and bad. But, could, re- well, but remembering, a, yeah. I'm sure. Re- remembering that we'll be realizing now that we'll be ranking masturbation separately. I'm very comfortable. I I want to knock it down a bit further. Um, I think geoengineering um, higher as well. I think yeah. Yep, yeah, is higher. I think um, body modification is higher. Mm-hmm. I. I would happily put it above lunch. Whereabouts? Where are you there? Oh. Now you're, now you're, now you're <laughs> attacking my motivated reasoning. I'll put it above the male for sure. So then that's so in between. So yeah, in between male and uh, body modification. So we've got geoengineering, body modification, lunch, harnessing electricity, male. This is good. Look, I, I don't think you can have your ultimate uh, form of pornography without harnessing electricity. That's mm-hmm. a contingent. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, y- you can have forms of it, but I, I just think that, like, you know. Um, above a bullet male. Above. Sweet. You, you happy to have it below lunch, though? Yeah. I was, I'm happy to have it below harnessing electricity as well. I think that's that's fine. Okay. Still pretty good. It's still solidly in the good things. Look, we've absolutely got a great afternoon of leisure <laughs> mapped right. out here for everybody. <laughs> Ourselves included. Excellent. So we better go. We better go.